成功的秀。Hey everyone, I'm here with Greg Barrett. You remember Greg? He was、uh, how long ago is that? Like five or six months ago? Yeah, six months ago.、Market. Yeah, yeah. And you're back. Yeah. Sadly, you're back. I know. <laughs> I'm actually the nightmare person for your podcast because I'm the guy where some where the doctor goes, "No,、nah, man, it's just gas or cancer." No,、nah, man, you got like a pinched nerve. Oh no, your hip shattered. Is that what happened? Yeah. So Greg has I, I saw that you had posted on Instagram that you had your hip replaced, which seemed up, which to me seemed like out of nowhere. Well, I wasn't going to tell anybody because I'm like it's enough's already. Like people, I think most people are like he's got to be dead. If he's not dead yet, he's dead. He's got to be. He's had a bunch of stuff happen. He hasn't made and he hasn't done anything in a long time.、Oh, he's got to、no. be dead. And、uh, we, my daughter. We were in the car, and my daughter goes, "Let's do a live Instagram." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" And then she just took my phone and put us on, you know. And she was being really funny, and somebody said something to me, and I said, "Oh, Fairbanks." And she goes, "Didn't he have his hip replaced? You're having your hip replaced." And so it made it, and then it was out. And so,、uh, so then yeah, I was like, "Nice, I should tell people I had my hip replaced." <laughs> so. And how long ago was that? Six weeks, seven weeks ago. That's amazing because.、Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're walking fairly well right now, and also I noticed after you had said you had had your hip replaced, you were posting photos and shit from like book signings and stuff, like like、yeah. days later. Well, it's one of those things where they want you up and going because it'll settle. Like you、it'll、don't atrophy. Yeah, and also you have this you have this new、uh, joint, and and it needs to join your body and needs to be a part of the team. So、Whoa. you got to start moving around and stuff. So they had. I mean, I I got the surgery at four o'clock in the morning. I was back in my house by six o'clock. You know, they give you a walker and a commode, and a,、uh. you know, and all this other stuff. I didn't use the commode, but it's there if I wanted it. <laughs> And uh, and uh, because you know you got to go in and sit on the toilet is a deal because you know that's a real that's a hip that's where your hips really come into、that、play. That shit you don't even think about dropping your ass down on that toilet. There was a certain point before when my when I was in pain where I'd just go, wham! <laughs> like I'd get to a certain point that it was just fucking drop right onto the set onto the seat. Was that something they prepared you for? Like okay, after the surgery, or was it like you got home and and was it, you were like, oh my god. I have to use. I have to sit on a toilet. What the fuck am I doing? No, they 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 kind of get you. They kind of they didn't do a lot of education about it because the doctor was like a, he was really good. Like he's good at his game, but he did a lot of winking at me. Like it's gonna be cool, bro. He was a bro. He's an old bro. <laughs> he's just like、dude. yeah. He's like he was like he knows he's the best at this, and so he's like yeah, bro, you're gonna be good. He goes you you're here early. You shouldn't be having this problem now. But and then afterwards he goes you had one of the worst I've ever seen. Oh my god! And I think because I let it go for so long because I didn't I thought it was a pinched nerve because that was what my other doctor had told me. And then when I got a I got a new GP and she she、uh, laid me down on the table and she goes you have no range of motion in your left leg, do you? And I was like oh yeah no it kind of hurts. I think it's a pinched nerve. She goes were you limping a, a lot? Yeah oh my god! If I would go to tie my shoe to bring my foot up, it would feel like somebody was stabbing me in the <sighs> in the in the、uh, in the femur. Like it just really hurt and.、Um, But I thought it was a pinched nerve, and I like, man, I already been in the hospital a bunch, and I just like, I just didn't want to deal with it. So, right.、Um, uh, and then she said, you have to go right to a, you get an X-ray now, and they go straight to a surgeon. And then they.、Um, um, How long from the time she was like, okay, something's wrong with your hip, till surgery? Probably about 
two months only because the doctor was it's a Booked very up. popular surgery yeah and he was real he was uh she was like you got to go to this guy this is the guy and, and i really trust this uh my uh, gp and so you know so um uh and i didn't want to take any painkillers because that's you know problematic for me and i don't want i don't want that <laughs> i don't want that trouble gentleman. i'm a sober guy yeah. you know and uh so uh so i just toughed it out and um uh and then uh you know, wham, bam, So bam. you went through this post-surgery with no painkillers? I did do, they gave me a tramadol, which is a synthetic opiate. And uh, I did uh, half of what they told me to take for half the amount of time. And how'd that so work out? So they said out? four a day for eight, whatever, five weeks, and I did it for less. Uh, it's fine. It was good. It was fine. <sighs> I mean, it. it, it uh, you definitely need them. Like, there wasn't any option. There was like, you're not going to be like, you're going to, you need it just to be able to do the physical therapy. Right. right. So you have to do the physical therapy. So there's a, a certain amount of pain that you have to be able to get through. So uh, it was helpful for that. But uh, it was um, this out. This was outpatient. Outpatient. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I didn't even stay the night. They were the guys like you don't need to stay the night, man. You, yeah, you'll be all right. They also hospitals for like the past ten years or so have really strayed away from uh, keeping people when they don't absolutely have to. And I think it's largely because of shit like MRSA and like those yeah, and people get and it gets antibiotic resistant bacteria and shit that float around hospitals. The thing I think we nobody ever talks about is like I remember the first time I went to Disneyland and I was like it was probably nineteen seventy. Anaheim Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Are you yeah. from LA? Yeah, no, I, I'm uh, from San Francisco. But my oh, dad, yeah, yeah. my so the whole family went down for. Uh, a couple of days, and um, that had to have been, I know it was in, like, probably 72, right? right? You know, a crowded park, but you could still see the ground. Yeah. Like, oh, I... there's just more people. There's so many more people, and I think part of what we don't always, uh, or haven't been able to assimilate to is there's just too many people. Yes. So a hospital is, like, just a stat, just it's that many more germs, that many more things in and out, you know, that many more combinations of stuff building off of people. And it has there's more places for something to jump, yeah. You know, sometimes that virus would just jump and then we have no place for it to go. But now there's just so much, uh, so many people. I think that that's part of it. Oh, when my dad was in the hospital for his, uh, for his knee and just kept getting sicker and sicker and was eventually in ICU. He kept getting more shit while he was in the hospital. Like, he got MRSA on his foot. Yeah. It's like, why do you have a flesh-eating bacteria? You've been bedridden for six months. How is this a fucking thing now? Yeah, no, no, I know there are. Um, uh, and people go in for something and die from something else. Yeah. But but also, uh, um, but again, a lot of times those people also are, are like, their immunities are down and they're prone yeah, to something, yeah, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's also, I, there's this sort of, I was talking about this today with a friend where there's this idea that like it's all been checked and regulated and this shouldn't be happening. It's like, no, we're all, we're all making this up as we go along. We used to put leeches on people. <laughs> you know, we, you know, I mean. I think we have uh, our episode I, title. I, I remember, you know, I had my eyes operated on when I was a kid. And, what? you know, they, they used, uh, you know, they're using cranes and hooks and, you know, stuff with rust, rust on it. Like, it's, it's, and it's also people, doc, doctors are people. So I feel like you have to kind of go in going, hey, man, these are just people and, then, and everything's a suggestion. 
Uh, and there's no promises, you know, because uh, absolutes are uh, a killer. And um, I think if you go in that way, you're like, I think some, there are people in the Medicare world. And I don't think everyone that does it is bad. No. You know, and that and that people don't get certain things out of life. It's the same way as like when somebody sees a comedian twice and goes, oh, you memorized all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There no oh, it's the same it's jokes. Where, you're not a, yeah, and yeah, improvising. And yeah, it's like, well, that's a thing you made up in your head, just like you made up that your doctor's supposed to be a perfect person when he's just a guy who probably fucked a nurse down the hallway and got C's in college, but just happens to have a really good bedside manner. Like, he fucked a nurse down the hallway. <laughs> like, yeah. And by the way, in that scenario, that nurse can be any gender, Could both be a the male doctor nurse and the doctor, and too. a female doctor. I just want to make sure that everybody knows I didn't, I wasn't trying to... <laughs> intimate anything different than what I was saying. Yeah, so it, it is a it is a um um I think you have to participate in your own health with your own intuition. And it's always good to get like a second opinion. Like you yep. you said you you go in for one like your doctor said it was what the, your first GP was like? It's it's your you have a pinch nerve. Pinch nerve. Yeah, and it, it look it, it presented like one, and you know it, the 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 deal is usually when you get the MRI or the you know you get a an X ray. Yeah. Because when I went to get the X ray of my hip, uh, the guy who was the X ray technician was a uh, probably a retired gang member from the the Latino community. Yes, yes, he had yeah, a yeah, teardrop yeah. and the whole deal, and he was lovely. But he said. Uh, he goes, uh, he looked at that thing and he goes, oh, man, you fall off your bike or something? And I go, no, nope. And he goes, oh, good. Okay, cool, man. Well, like, he was certain that what had happened was enough to warrant, like, oh, man, it looks like that. And it was like, no, it's just wear and tear. And the doctor goes, man, he goes, this is one of the worst I've ever seen. He goes, you should see, you should have seen how shiny the bones were from rubbing together. Fuck. And I was like, that's, uh, he goes, but now you got an inch and a quarter back on your left leg, which was short. So now you're actually an inch taller. Is that true? You're taller now? Yeah, a little bit taller. Yeah. So what is it in the hip that generally causes the need for a hip replacement? It's, it's the ligaments and. And the cartilage. And cartilage. cartilage, Yeah. You just have nothing. You got that ball at the top of your leg and then you got the socket and and it just, there's nothing there. So it just starts rubbing. And what happens is, yeah, what happens is with most people like, and I'm sure you've heard this where, you know, it's not that people fall down and break their hip. It's that their hip shatters and they fall down. Old oh, people all the time. I They're didn't like, know oh, that. they fell down and broke their hip. It's like, no, no, no. They what broke happened their was hip and fell it just, down. it just, it rubbed, it rubbed, it rubbed, and then the hip plate just goes, poof, and then they fall down. Yeah, you know, but that usually happens in your 70s, not at 55. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, 20 years ago, if you heard of someone breaking their hip, A, like you said, it was someone in their 70s, B, it was also, uh, their death warrant. It was like, well, that's it. It's all downhill from here, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, because, I mean, like, um, your bones are just done then. Like, you're pretty old and, you like, you you just... (laughs) You know you get war you get worn out, man. This thing is uh this thing is uh you know oh, I hate it. It's uh I'm almost fifty and I'm just like I I just notice shit all the time where I'm like, oh, this is for the rest of my life probably. Yeah, well there is I think there's a point and I'm sort of coming to this now, uh which is like, oh now eating is not about enjoyment. It's just about staying alive. It's just fuel. It's not meant to be indulgent at all yeah, anymore. Not really, because you're, that's not, your system doesn't digest as well. It needs to be listened to. you got to be smart about how much you eat. And also your body 
can only hold so much weight. Like your bones can only hold so much weight. And God, then such a bummer. every time you walk, when you're not, when you're heavy, you're yanking your bones to the ground. So you've got this bag of fucking concrete that's going boom, boom, like that in your back and your thighs and your hips. All that. And it's not a, it's not like a judgment thing or that like, it's just, it's just like, it can only do so much, you know? Uh, and because I had the chemo from the cancer, uh, you know, there's... Do you think that's what weakened your bones? No, but I think it's a part of it, you know? Somebody came up to me at the book signing that we did and said, are you going to sue your oncologist? You know, the, there's a lot of people that are suing <laughs> suing, suing, because of the chemo. I was like, how? Yeah, but it, it killed my cancer also. Yeah. <laughs> like, it did the thing that it was supposed to do. And so I got a little, lose a little bone density. I'm okay I'm with it. I'm still alive. And yeah, fuck yeah. Walking yeah, the earth I love with that a little guy. bit of a limp, but yeah, still yeah. walking. And it'll be better. I mean, there won't yeah. be a limp. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll PT it up, you know. It's just uh, uh, I, I left my keys over at a place on Victory, so I walked back and forth, you know. But oh, that you kind walked of thing, it? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that kind of thing is um, uh, okay, you know. Um, uh, and plus... Yeah, you know, limp's kind of hot, and I can use that cane every once in a while. That buys me some time when I walk on stage a nice with a cane. Pimp, pimp cane. Yeah. Do you go on stage with a cane? I did the last time I did stand up. Yeah, when I was up in um, up in San Jose. Yeah, I came out. You love San Jose, there. don't you? No, they just keep booking. I mean, I do because it love seems San Jose. like you're always performing in San Jose. Yeah, both my specials were shot at San Jose. So I don't know why it's not where I live or where I'm from, but it. Has Wait, did been... you record your newest one? No, that one. By my the way, record. Greg has a new album out. New album out, yeah. Called why, why are you in here on uh, Audible and uh, and other fine? Where'd uh, you record places. that? Um, I recorded it first in Portland, and then I hated it, uh, and I recorded it again in uh, Minneapolis. They were very kind about letting me do it again. Where so, in Portland? Uh, at uh, Helium. Oh, okay. I would, the, you the didn't show, like it. I didn't like, yeah, I didn't. Same jokes. You didn't like the audience. Bunch of fuckers. No, 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 no. Fucking assholes. I, no, no. Fuck you, Portland. No, I love Portland. Greg Barrett I hates love... Portland. <laughs> he will never fucking darken your doorway again. I, uh, you fucking <laughs> Rose Town <laughs> hipster biggest you... bookstore in the world having <laughs> rainy motherfuckers. Take your trout. Take uh, your Fred Armisons and your oh, Carrie Brown. Oh, good seeds. lord! <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Um, uh, I just hadn't been performing a lot, so the bits just sounded bad to me. They just didn't huh. didn't feel great, you know. Um, you notice a huge difference then between that and Minneapolis. Yeah, by the time I got to Minneapolis, things were better. And of course, the best set I ever did was two weeks after Minneapolis, which is when that's how it always works out. And was it in San Jose by any chance? No, it was Irvine, which is my favorite place. Irvine is my favorite place. I've never been there. My God, Irvine's my favorite place to do comedy. Anywhere down there. Really? Orange Curtain. I don't know why. I always go down there and I think I'm always reminded that that, uh, social distortion and no doubt are from there. And then I just get, I'm in a good mood already. (laughs) Has nothing to do with what's real there. It's my brother's down there. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and they make uh, they got the I think Frito Lay is down there and Taco Bell, <laughs> the corporate headquarters. I know there's lots of uh, conference tables down there and lots of people uh, doing weekend seminars. You know that's a, kind of yeah. a corporate yeah, area, yeah. and there's a lot of money. But they're the they're the rich white people that are so rich they don't care if you make fun of them. They're like, you're right, Trump's an asshole, but you're an asshole because I have a lot of money. <laughs> there's been some great out. Al- Brian Regan's first album was I. I think at Irvine or Brea. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. And I think it's Irvine. And it was, it's one of my favorite comedy albums ever. Yeah. I mean, I did some, I did shows down there with, um, uh, when I was first starting out, I, I opened for Chappelle down there. 
No and way. And I opened for uh, and lacrosse down there, Lady Garofalo. I did a weekend with uh, Dennis Miller, who was, I have to say, the, one of the nicest people I've ever worked with. Right. Made a big deal out of me, told me, tried to hook me up with his manager. No shit. Yeah. He was really kind. And I was like, and he was just starting the Republican thing. And I was like, or just, I don't know, maybe he was always Republican, but didn't seem like it. But he was doing that sort of, I'm open about it kind of right, thing. Right, right. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really care. I mean, it, it was. As long it, as they're nice to you, it's like, yeah. I mean, he was like, man, you're, yeah, he was really, really nice. So, um, uh, and I'd heard he was difficult. So I enjoyed him, you know. Um, uh, I didn't agree with him, but who who cares? I don't, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. Um, so we like Dennis Miller. We hate Portland. <laughs> um, always get a second Portland, opinion. man. I don't know. What, it's going to get back to them, too. Like, oh, Baron Jesus like, Christ. I thought we gave Baron a chance when he was, you know, he kind of got sick and we gave him all the heliums. And now he's I don't know, sitting there shitting on us. Uh, yeah, fucking, I, I got to start going out family and, up and there. doing more stand up, I think. I know it's what's. I mean, look, man, there's a lot of people doing it. There's a lot. I started looking at comedy albums the other day. I just, I'd never listened to comedy. I just don't. I just I don't. And I know. Yeah, and yeah. I and uh, my daughter intimated that that might be a problem with my comedy, which is not <laughs> what you want to hear from your sixteen year old. Um, but I, so I did the other day, and I I could not believe how many records there were, and how many oh guys there were that I knew, and how many guys so I didn't many. know. I didn't realize how many. Like, I didn't realize Kyle Kinane had made nine records. Like, well, <laughs> not nine, but he oh, has. Oh, okay. He has, yeah, he's. I thought. I mean, I guess he's got like. One, two, three, four. You like five records? That five is a lot, man. That's a lot of time. Do you know who has one of my favorite albums in the past few years? Do you know who Shane Torres is? I don't. Oh my god, dude! I gotta look. check it out. He's got an album out that is so fucking funny. It's probably a year or two old. Um, I I first saw him in Portland, <laughs> actually. <coughs> but so weird. He has the funniest fucking bit about Guy Fieri. Where it's, he's pro, you know how he talks about how everyone shits on Guy Fieri? Yeah. And how mind-blowing it is to him because, like, what did this fucking dude ever do to anybody? Yeah. The only thing Guy Fieri is guilty of is following his dreams. <laughs> and it is, it's like a 15-minute oh, bit I gotta on hear Guy Fieri. It. I gotta hear it. Because it's I, uh, fucking amazing. I met him once, too, uh, at a friend's, and uh, yeah. he was making food, and he came over, I think... <laughs> I, here's my thing with Guy Fieri. What somebody really wanted to write a nasty slam about me, and they were—it was something I had done. It was a relationship show or something I'd done. Yeah. And they were like, "He's relationships, Guy Fieri," and I didn't know who Guy Fieri was. And I went <laughs> and I looked at a picture of him, and he looked like stressed out, fucking Sammy Hagar, and I stressed out. I lost my mind. I was like, <gasps> so. And then I, but you're right. It's like, and all he wants to do is deep fry some shit, like he, you oh, know, whatever. And he is so charitable and gives. So so much money to yeah. people and charities and like. But I will say, I ate his uh, when we were in Vegas. The family we all decided um, uh, uh, we <laughs> we went out to see um, uh, Bonnie Bear. I mean, it was oh the, nice, yeah. The girls, I don't in I Vegas. Wow, yeah, yeah, in Vegas. And so we went to his restaurant before, and I gotta say, it was surprisingly not good. Like just for all of it's supposed to be, it just didn't have a ton of flavor. Like I was yeah. just sort of surprised at like. You know, well, it's gonna be a deep fried this and this, and you're like, it's a lot to eat, but not a lot of flavor. But yeah. I mean, that would be my biggest complaint about him. I felt bad. <laughs> I have a whole thing where I rip, uh, I rip that mu magician apart. Uh, a Chris Angel. Oh, I tore him apart. And I thought, Who the fuck are you? 
here's another guy. You're just right. He followed his fucking dream thing. and he's in Vegas. I mean, he's it's in a jet flying thing. over me. But why am I making fun of him? Yeah. Well, I don't know where I got to be so great. Yeah, in in the same bed, he's like, yeah, people are shitting on Guy Fieri like he's Nickelback. And P.S., what the fuck did Nickelback ever do to anybody? My, Amir, Even if you don't like their music, Amir is not a fan, but she is a uh, but but uh, but she is was in the record industry. Yeah, and we were driving it to Vegas, and I said something about Nickelback. And she goes, "I want you to wait a minute," because the Nickelback song was on. She goes, "Hang on, let me just show you something." Hook, another hook. Yeah. Guitar hook, another hook. Sure. One song. That's four hooks in one song. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that? And I went, no. <laughs> I can't put a hook in a joke. I can't put a hook in a joke. And that's all a joke is, is a hook. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, man, I get it. Like she goes, she goes, that is so hard. I've I've produ- I've worked on records with guys. I've worked on records with geniuses, and it's like, man, how to put that? Like it's you can't do that. She goes, I, I don't love the message either. I don't, <laughs> and I get that you have an aesthetic problem with his hair. We all do. But, yeah, yeah. But and I think sometimes it's aesthetics. You know, I yeah. think if uh, if uh, guy if Giffieri looked like David Cross, people would be like, "That guy is welcome anywhere." Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so funny. When I uh, first became a writer on Kimmel, my first assignment was to go to Las Vegas with Jimmy's uncle Frank and do uh, a bit with uh, a remote bit with Uncle Frank and Chris Angel. Chris oh Angel's God. driving around with Uncle Frank. And how was that? He was really nice. He's nice, right? Yeah. What's he not going to be nice about? Exactly. He's got giant belt buckles and uh, big old flares, and he does his uh, magic with his hair. <laughs> it's like every... And by the way, Todd Berry has a very funny joke about um, a friend of his. It's like, hey, you know what? I met George Bush at a party once, and he was actually really nice. And, you're, and it's like... Yeah, what do you expect? You're at a party. What do you expect to walk up and go, hi, uh, George Bush? And he's like, fuck you, war. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. But in that new trailer for the the, the movie that's coming out about uh, 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 not Rumsfeld, Cheney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And And it's Sam Rockwell's playing Bush. And you go. Yeah, if he had that kind of career, if he had Sam Rockwell charisma, which he might, because everybody says that, you'd go, yeah, if I didn't know what he did for a living, I'd probably think he's an okay dude. Exactly. You know? Uh, And when you watch that movie, you go, he just took the job. (laughs) Let somebody else do it. (laughs) Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, politics ruins everything. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Yeah, we we need to we need to everybody just if you've got a good personality, stay out of it. Don't ruin it. Don't wreck it. Don't be the person I like, but then I also have to hate later. Just be go into sports. Wait, so you you had eye surgery when you were a kid? So when I was yeah, when I was born, I I talked about this in my first special. When I was born, I was born cross-eyed, and so uh, I have these baby pictures where I'm like holding a like a for some reason my parents gave me a football, but it was like a stuffed football. It's like a fuzzy football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm holding it like like that with my eyes crossed, like <laughs> like a like that should have told me everything. Like, don't go out for sports. Are you not looking at that photo? <laughs> It already says to you, don't play sports. Yeah, yeah. That, half that, that, because it was like a part of it was like brown, like a football, and the other part was like cheetah. Yeah, it was yeah, like some yeah. Weird, 
yep. half animal, half football thing. And uh, so I, I had uh, these surgeries where they would just op- take the eye out and shorten the muscle and put it back in. So the eye was, you know, holy shit, straighten them out. Yeah. And um, and I never knew. It was so sad. So the surgeries were probably I think they started when I was like six till I was like maybe maybe younger, maybe between four and nine. Do you remember any of this? Three of them. Well, this is what I remember. I'd come upstairs and I had a tartan suitcase. Tartan. Tartan. A green tartan. <laughs> We're very white. My family, very. And uh, um, uh, and my and when the tartan suitcase was sitting upstairs by the front door, it meant there was I had to go for a surgery. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I and then I'd have a an eye patch on for most of the time, and they would have to tie my hands to my waist when I ate so that I didn't rub my eye. I like to keep my hands out of my eye from rubbing my eyes because I was little, Sure. and it was hard to say, don't rub your eye. You know? It's the equivalent of people having to put cones on their dogs so that's, they don't bite their own leg. That's right. That's right. I wish they'd put a cone on me, but, uh, <laughs> but instead they tied my arms. They had my arms fastened to my hips. Wait, are you eating out yeah. of a bowl like a that's dog right. with that's your exactly arms? That's exactly it. That's oh exactly what I did. I ate out, I, they, put a bowl on a, they put a bowl on a stool, and I ate out of a yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I think they might have made that part might have been made up for their own fun. <laughs> Seems like they could have just fed me, but I guess <laughs> Yeah, they I might have actually liked it knowing me. Uh but anyway, it was a um um yeah, so that was my but then I never I had a tonsils and then I didn't go to the hospital for years. I mean other than stitches. Right. Did you get stitches when you were a kid? All the time. All the time, right? My the... dad, who was a doctor, would give me stitches instead of taking me to the hospital. Ugh. Like we don't need to take him to the emergency room, put him up on the kitchen table, and would just get a needle and thread and give me stitches, like did, Rambo style. Did he not numb it? Yeah, he would numb it. He would numb it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my kids, you know, I talk about this in my record a little bit, about how, you know, because we were outside, and you would... and All there the was, time. And there was... You know, a lot of our toys weren't completely, like, they didn't figure toys out completely yet either. Like, oh, that, you just gave them a wire with two steel balls on the yeah, end of yeah. it. Like, that was, you could hurt yourself with anything. You know, you were encouraged to build a, go up in that tree and build a house. Yeah. Uh, my first thing I built it in a, houses. Tree houses. Go-karts, like things with nails. Like, people would come, you know, kids would come up their own parents' driveway with, like, a half a bicycle through them. <laughs> You know, like, oh, that Huffy split in half, you know, like. I once tore my knee wide open and had to get, like, a bunch of stitches on my knee because me and my neighbor, Stevie Gerdo, tried to dig a tunnel from his backyard to my backyard, which was, like, half a block. We were, right, (laughs) like, and. um, You were doing really slow FaceTime. So we would dig this hole. And just the excess dirt would just go up on the edge. So it, the hole started building up like a volcano. It looked like a giant volcano. And then it got to a point where we couldn't get the dirt out anymore. So we just stopped and then filled the hole with water to make a pool. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my so God. I feel just, like we live the same life. It was just a mud hole. Yep. Just a hole. Like... Just mud. And we're playing in this mud hole, and I'm standing up on the edge of this volcano rim and, of course, slip in the mud and hit my knee on on a rock. And oh. I had to just go get stitches. Yeah, man. I uh, Yeah. I, and that's the thing. So, like, and look, and I, and I mean this, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not testing the universe, but <laughs> my girls are 13 and 16, and that's they don't amazing. have a scar. I mean, Mighty had a, a MRSA thing on her knee. At some point, but, but, but they don't have, they've been, you know, but they also like, 
the phone solves the problem of the tunnel and the other ways we wanted to communicate with each yeah. other and seeing each other and yeah. also um, and going outside because we used to you know if you wanted to see somebody you had to go see them yeah or you had to sneak out which yeah. I was I loved I mean now those are my best memories are sneaking out of my house and yeah, going yeah. to meet a For couple of guys sure. and a couple of girls when you're first young oh my and god the greatest like the greatest way of living and you don't know if anyone's going to show up and you don't have any way to find out because no one yeah. has a phone you're just yeah. like fucking. See, you know, had to pass notes. Like I yeah. think it was kind of, it was like living in Nazi Germany. Oh, uh, it was great. It though. was a different time, but it was like, <laughs> it was like great Nazi like, Germany. <laughs> well, because you were like in a separate world from adults. It yeah. was a very there was a dividing line, and in that line you had less resources, and so you had to make do. But part of that was like the in the doing of going to find people, or you know, p- planning things where y'all were going to go meet, or you know, yeah. going up to like I remember there was like. You know, Dwight Merriman's gonna jump Phoenix Lake. I'm like, you can't <laughs> jump Phoenix Lake on a bike. And yeah, and all, but he was gonna. There was a part where they built a ramp and they were gonna jump over like a, you know, a significant little, you know, like a part where of the, the lake river. narrows. Yeah, yeah where yeah. the lake narrows. And of course, the thing fell down, and he, you know, it was it was exactly that. <laughs> it was exactly uh, uh, that uh, that movie that kid from Silent Live made. You know. Um, oh yeah, Hot Rod. Hot Rod. It was exactly that. We lived it. It was real. That I'm like, that's kid real. from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. He's going to jump the lake. And we all went up. There was a whole bunch of kids. The whole school was there to go watch this guy, you know, Snake Canyon it. You know? Uh, we all loved it. We all loved that it. Evil Knievel and all that. Me and my friend, uh, God, yeah, my he lived a few houses down the street from me. His name was Paul. And we... Decided to make a Molotov cocktail. Yes. I was maybe 10. Yeah. And we went in his garage, and all we knew to do was put gasoline in an empty bottle. I mean, gasoline. <laughs> 10 year olds are in a garage. Yes. Pour gasoline yeah. in a rag. Yeah. And then we, we didn't know you had to actually break it. So we went out in his driveway. We put it on the driveway, which was a fairly steep driveway. We lit the rag and then ran away and hid in some bushes to watch it explode. As soon as the rag went into the bottle, nothing. And we were like, oh, this is horseshit. And uh, Paul went out and kicked the bottle over and it broke and fucking fire went everywhere. Oh, my God. The whole driveway was fire. And we, (laughs) I ran, I ran like across the street and hid in some bushes while he got a cardboard box that was flattened out and like. Patted it down. Patted the fire out. I, look, that's why I started. Ten hang, years old. That's why I started hanging out with girl, trying to find girls all the time. I'm like, boys are stupid. So boys dumb. are gonna die. Bo- boys will die. Like, like, and that's the thing. And I don't know what kids do anymore. And I don't know that that kind of thing still goes on. But we would, you know, you're always finding someone to find a rocket. We're gonna fire a rocket off, man. We're gonna fire a rocket. We found we fireworks. Got some, yeah. yeah, we got fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I saw, you know, somebody had an M80, and we're gonna blow up a cat, or we're gonna blow up a mailbox. Like a friend of mine, I remember we they uh, these guys were fucking crafty, man. They they stole a bunch of fucking buns from McDonald's. They <laughs> pissed. They pissed at them. They stuck them in this girl's mailbox, and then they blew them up. And her house was covered like a Dalmatian with fucking wet pissed on. Burger buns. <laughs> they I, 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 they, you couldn't make it <laughs> happen the way of that kids. You kids. What do you want to do? Let's fucking pee on them. Yeah. Like I, like you know, <laughs> you never. I live in a neighbor. I live in a neighborhood where that kind of thing should happen and it doesn't. 
you know, there's never after Halloween, nobody's gardens or, you know, every once in a while you see a, a house with TP, but for the most part, it's probably a guy did it to himself because he wanted to remember what it was like when he was a kid. Like it's, John, John C. Riley t- told me that he used to take, you know, the Gerber's baby food jars, yeah. the little glass jars when they were empty when he was a kid. He would take the empty Gerber's baby food jars and fill them with match heads. Like, not a whole match. Cut off the heads from, like, a matchbook. Yeah. And fill a jar and then screw a little hole in the lid and screw the lid on and then put a wick in there from, like, a firework. And they were basically bombs. Like, as soon as the, the fire burned into... The jar, glass jar, it would just explode. Like, it's hilarious now to think about that and go, I don't know why you're worried about your health. You lived through that time. Like, you lived through <laughs> go-karts where you'd be going Go-karts! Down, he'd be going, Big wheels, yeah. He'd be going, like, 35 miles an hour down the street, and a wheel would come off, and then it was just you and splinters and nails and stuff that, like, oh. you know, none of it, you couldn't turn it. You're like, oh, I got these strings. Like, you would have watched a, uh, like, a, a Little Rascals and go, oh, no, they all got on this little thing. Little Rascals! <laughs> By the way, when I I was also probably nine or ten. Uh, I, uh, me and my friend, I think it was Stevie Gerdo again, went racing down one of the streets around the, the corner from our house, which was just a super long, I think it was, the street's name is Elsinore, super long street, super steep. And we went down it on our big wheels. This was summertime. We were out fucking around on big wheels in the middle of the street, got going so fast that could not put my feet on the pedals to stop it, you know, because the yeah. pedals are on the actual front wheel and they're going so fast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, no, you can't. I, I've got my legs spread out because yeah. I can't put them on the wheels now because the pedals are spinning too fast. Yeah. But they had like hand brakes on the big... Kind of, yeah, for and, those uh, plastic wheels in the back. I, I just remember trying to stop and the handbrake coming off. Yep. <laughs> and coming down near the end of the street. By the way, also barefoot... And so I had to stop a big wheel just flying down the street with my bare feet oh. and just tore all the skin off the bottom oh. of my fucking feet. God damn it. The, the only thing. So uh, how old are you? I am going to be 50 in February. Okay. So when I was. So it might have been similar for you. And where'd you grow up? Riverside. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when the skateboard. When I was in high school, when the skateboard, or when I was in grammar school, when it went from the clay wheel to the urethane, so yeah, yeah. there was that thing the where, heyday. and then the sealed bearing came in, and it was in a, but that that evolved in about a series of like, like as soon as the clay well wheel went, the urethane to that thing happened about three years. It changed, and that changed everything. Yeah. It changed every, it changed, it changed the focus of going outside. There were no more go karts anymore. There was no more. No. People got very serious about skateboards. I yes, mean, and that just, thing. And for those just, listening, just watch Dogtown and Z Boys. I lived the Northern California version of that, where you heard about those guys in the skate shops. You heard sure. about Tony Alva, and you heard about all those guys. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, they were like legends. They were like legends, and we yeah. were like, we had our own guys up in Northern California, but nobody cared. And but we, we lived in a place where there was a drought, and they and people emptied their pools one oh. summer because I lived by the I lived where the white rich people lived and. And and so you we were in pools and I saw somebody go in a pool and I go oh I'm not a skateboarder I'm a guy that sits on the side because that for me is up once and then crack skull I'm the guy that dies <laughs> yeah. badly right yeah. I mean yeah. I had a dirt bike and I immediately broke my hand like I just <laughs> it, like I just could I any this I was rejected by sports pretty 
pretty. <laughs> most sports said to me, "No, thank you, man." Yeah. Rugby was nice. I got to win a high school championship. It was like a nice. big deal. But then after that, I went and played in college. and broke my hand again. Like I, I was meant to stay away from, from that kind of stuff. But there were guys that were like, you know, when that sport was evolving, skateboarding, and it was magical, man. Yeah. It was like really. Uh, I mean, the the Dogtown guys, and there was, you know, there's a crew up in Sacramento, and there were all kinds of people doing it. But that... I tried to get into it, and I never, I never could get past. Uh, my highlight for skateboarding was being able to skate down the sidewalk, and go off the curb onto the street and still stay on my. I couldn't do any tricks or anything, but I could ride off just off a little curb onto the street and that was it for me and i thought that was cool as shit for me it was more bmx stuff like i was really into dirt bikes and um and me and my fucking neighbor stevie gerdo again uh we i remember one day we built a ramp a jump we built a jump and a landing ramp we are fucking like 11 or 12 yeah 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 and we put it the jump out on the sidewalk and the landing ramp, you know, maybe probably six or seven feet away and put like trash cans in between them. Like we're going to jump three trash cans. Sure. Sure. And we would do that shit. And like as an adult, I would never fucking dream of trying to do that now. Or why? No. It, you know. I'm going to fucking kill myself if I do that now. <laughs> and we would eat shit. No, I know. I find that, like, I find the skateboarding guys, I find anybody who does any of that stuff. But, like, they have the, like, it's not the same because it's a different thing. But, like, you know how, like, like when people go to you, how do you do stand-up? How do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. I just go out and do it. I mean, yes, I, I always wanted to do it. It doesn't, it. Yeah. it doesn't feel, there's a lot of places where I'm way more scared. Like, they have that kind of confidence Right, I'm talking about a thing where all I have to do is stand in front of a mic, and the worst that can happen is somebody can tell me I suck. <laughs> yeah. But they have that confidence about jumping down 52 stairs, or or like that thing where you go, dude, how do you how do you know that your body's going to let you spin like that in the air and then come back down on the board? How do you have the confidence to know that's going to happen? By the way, a lot of uh, trial and error for them to get to. You see them doing that, and you know that there was. Months of them just eating shit and no, breaking know, bones but, and not giving a shit. Right, but doesn't like. I took a hit once in football that was so hard. I went, I'm done. I'm this. I just got to wait out the rest of the season. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I just like it was by my own. Listen, to this. I, I always ran the scrub squads because I was a second string quarterback. So there's a guy named Todd Lights who was a great athlete. He was like super good looking. He's a great athlete. He's now the voice of the Dodgers here at the oh, bowl, wow. at the park. Oh wow, great guy. He, uh, I was doing the thing where you block for the punter, right? Yes. Which, yeah, yeah. That's a nothing thing. No one's supposed to come at the punter. We're just practicing punts. <laughs> he hit me so hard. My father used to come watch practices because he knew that was the only time I'd play. My dad got out of his car. He was oh, like, no. oh, my God. Like, my you son. could hear the hit across the field. He just, you know, they called put a hat on you. He just put his helmet on mine. He just took me out in a way that I went, I don't want to ever go outside i don't think again i don't <laughs> like, want that to happen again yeah. it was like and you know i don't think he even meant to do it really it was just he had the shot and uh that's the sport man that happened to me and i played football in high school too and we played one game and i was okay i was like a defensive yeah. tackle i was well now were you were you did you uh were you full size in high school or did you get I was bigger six afterwards? foot seven yeah Oh my God! So you were. But there must have been was, expectations for you. I was a hundred pounds lighter than I am now. Like I was wow. really skinny, uh, but I could block 
you know, yeah, passes. Like, and that's the coach was like, just run in with your arms up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you'll yeah. block a pass. And I remember one day, one game, being across from somebody on the line, and they hiked the ball, and this dude across from me immediately cheap shotted me, took his hand, went right up under my face mask, and like chopped me right in the Adam's apple. Mm-hmm. To where I could not breathe for like two minutes. I was on the ground just going. <gasps> oh my God. <gasps> and I was like, fuck this game. Fuck this fucking sport. Fuck sports. I want to be in bands. Yeah. I want to yeah. play music and what get laid. The, what are the stakes? What are we doing? That was the thing. I'm like, man, when we had a very aggressive coach. I'm like, dude, man, I don't, I don't want to kill that guy across from me. I don't want to kill him. He's just a guy like me that's like just figuring out, am I going to always masturbate or am I going to meet a girl at some point? Like, I want to get a car. I haven't decided which of the of the fucking, like the, the Southern rock bands I like. I still think it's Skinnerd. I've tried Molly Hatchet, but I really feel like I like Skinnerd. Like, you just have these other ideas in your head and then you're trying to, you've got this sort of, and I think also your school has to be, like, you know, when you play in the South and that kind of thing, it's, it leads to something. But you're playing Marin County, it leads to nothing. I mean, people are even like, why aren't you playing soccer? Like, they don't, nobody wants you to. We we used to do a drill in, in football practice called Pursuit Angles, where it was, they'd take one person out by the sidelines, give them the ball, they would blow the whistle, everybody in the middle of the field would then have to chase this person down. And... It was more so that the people chasing them would learn that you don't run towards them. You run ahead of them. Right. So you know that you're going to cut them off. Right. And uh, I never, ever once in the whole time we did those drills ever got tackled because I was so fucking afraid of getting tackled. (laughs) I outran everybody. I was Forrest Gump level like. I don't want to get tackled. It hurts. Yeah. And so I was fucking fast as shit to the point where the coaches were like, maybe we should make him a fucking running back. Yeah. Because he's fucking fast. And it was just out of fear. Out of fear, man. Yeah. No, I. It, it's, um, uh, and now, I mean, like, I, I don't know what, like, my daughter's both, I was saying the other night, my daughter's both cheer. They're both cheerleaders. Yeah, right? yeah. And they, um, my daughter's are living the lives of the people that wouldn't pay attention to me when I was in high school. Your daughters are cooler than you. They're so fucking cool. They are so cool. They are True, cool. True, actually, here's how much I love my oldest daughter, how funny she is. I love them both, but my oldest one, if she sees me see her cheering, she will finish the cheer and then go and make a face about it. She'll she'll comment like she's doing it ironically. ironically. She acts like she does the whole thing ironically. I don't really like want to like, do this. No, well, she's like, it's ridiculous, Dad. It's, these girls are ridiculous. First off, most of them can't dance. <laughs> and then she'll do the chair, and then she'll go, yay. And I'm like, oh, my God, you idiot. <laughs> like, you, that's Either be a part of the team or whatever, but I kind of— She it, probably it's kinda really great. does like it, though. Oh, I think she—you know, they are, they're all there. Look, they're not, have them don't know what the game is even going on. Like, it's—you know— <laughs> It's a social thing, you know. Like they uh, went to do cheers and a football game broke out. Yeah, I mean they're the they're a division three, so you know they're like uh, they're guys that they couldn't beat some middle schools, you know. Like it's just uh, you know it just is the way it is. Because in L.A., people are like, yeah, I might be a footballer, maybe I'll be in movies. I don't really football, really, you know. My face, I don't know if I need to. Yeah, yeah, it's weird how most of the 
these athletes come out of the East Coast. Like, I remember, you know, I grew up here, but, you know, I got sent, I got kicked out of a couple high schools. And so I got sent to military school on the East Coast. And it wasn't until I got there that I was like, holy shit, some of these fuckers are really taking their sports seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the East Coast and also like the South. Like it's football is huge in like Texas and Alabama and stuff. And every once in a while, a kid has a gift. This kid that plays quarterback for the my, uh, uh, at my girl's high school, the guy's got a gun like I've never seen. I mean, yeah. and, 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 and that's the thing where like you don't know where talent's going to show up. But, but it isn't a school that goes after that particular angle with getting them into the next part of their lives. You know, yeah. it's not uh, – um, and I mean, around here now, maybe outside, you know, like, uh, you know, towards uh, Orange County or, you yeah. know, as you go inland, I don't know. Well, Reggie Miller came, went to the high school that was a block from my, my house in Riverside. So there are rare instances where it's like, oh, this kid is head and shoulders above everyone else in you know, Southern California where he's playing. We had two guys play pro baseball from when I, when I um, went to high school, a guy named Chad Cruder, who was a, uh, was a Dodger for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a catcher. He caught a Nolan Ryan, no hitter at one point, but he was, oh, he nice. was a guy that was up and down. Never, you know, uh, and then we had a guy named Buddy Beyond Kalana <clears throat> Buddy went on and played for the Beyond Kalana. Beyond Kalana. And is he, he Samoan? No. Italian. Oh, okay. And he played third base for the Royals occasionally. Oh. But they were in the series. <laughs> and for a week, David Letterman... Went, Loved his name. Buddy Beyond Kalana. Like, every night he said, Buddy Beyond Kalana. Like, that, you know? It's like, <laughs> well, man, that's... That's something. Something. And you got in the pros. You were in the pros. Like, you meet a guy who's in the pros. Like, we had a <laughs> one of the coaches on our football team in high school who'd been at the Chiefs. And you're like, he seems like a guy. It's like guys who go to war. You're like... That guy really played in the pros. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel it in his happiness. You can feel it in his sadness. Giant fucking hands. Like, he was just like, yeah, that's what a pro looks like. It looked different. David Letterman, you know when they they would do viewer mail like once a week? He read a, a letter that was from Steve Agee. And I think... I think it was because Will Forte was writing on the show at the time. And I think Will Forte put my name... Get out of here. Because they were all like fake letters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I of think Will like put my name as I like Will Forte. He's a good dude. He was a guy that he had to bump three times his name is Bobby Tessel. You know Tessel, the comedian? I know that name. And he would do the Bobby Tessel every night. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh do you know Bobby Miyamoto? No. He's he's a, a comedian, really funny, and he I know he's open for toured with Todd Glass a lot. But someone just told me recently that he had a stroke, and he's super fucking young. I think he's doing great now, but like, yeah, it's just like what? You're young. I it's and that's the other thing. Um, uh, you know uh, Murray, uh, uh, um, uh, Valet, Valet, Valet. Oh yeah, Valet. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say his name. I call him in my phone. I have him as Murray, Murray Volcano, but I love him, and I love him. So he, he, and my Valorano, other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a really funny comic, and yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his wife is the costumer for the Coen Brothers. You got, she's been nominated for a couple of Academy. Fuck, yeah, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. How great would that be? Right. I, I'm gonna do a I set had tonight. an audition for one of their movies, and it was the worst audition I've had in my was life. Was it really? Why? It was I. I got this audition and I was so in my head and I was like, I got to make this the best audition because they're like my favorites. Oh my God. Incredible. And I was like, 
I'm going to fucking work on this audition. And for I knew for like a week that I had the audition. So I had my sides and I had it worked out perfectly. I was like, okay, I know the script backwards and forwards. I know my lines backwards and forwards. So I don't have to think about those. I can just concentrate on the performance. And I had it worked out. It was like a very physical part. And so I had like... What was the movie? It was... They didn't direct it. They wrote it and uh, it was Suburbic- Suburbicon. Suburbicon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Clooney directed it. But I was still... I was like, I got to get in on this. This is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. And um, so it was kind of a physical scenes. And I had like... I had it all worked out and blocked. And uh, and then I go into the audition and... Um, the casting director who does all their movies calls me into their office, which was maybe half the width of this room where we are. Like, it was like a hallway. And we walk in and she goes, have a seat. And I was like, in my head, I was like, what? what? I, I have to, I have this all worked out standing. And looking back, I should have just said, oh, I've kind of worked this out standing. Like, I should have said something, but yeah, I was like. Yeah, take your, like, sp- take your space. Yep. I go, this is the Coen Brothers casting director. She knows what's best. I'm going to take a seat. I was, from that point on, in my head, like, scrambling. And uh, and she is sitting across from me like you were sitting across from me. Yeah. But maybe twice as close. I mean, we are almost knee to knee, and there's a camera between our legs like it was so close and I was so fucking out of my mind like none of this makes sense I immediately forgot every Mm. fucking line and so I had to hold the script up and like I think my hand might even have been shaking as I'm like trying and I just can't look away from the page she's like all right thanks she was very nice but I walked out of there going Probably never going to audition for another Coen brother. She's never going to bring me in for another fucking movie. You never know. A, you never know. B, um, that whole thing sounds weird. I will tell you what I... <laughs> I, I so <clears throat> I find acting very difficult and uh, uh, because I, I have uh, no ability to get out of my own head and uh, give myself over to something that requires listening and, yeah, yeah. Not, judge, listening. and not judging myself. That's true. So, uh, But I did have a little bit of success auditioning when I came down here. And the first, but I auditioned for Empire Records. Uh, and I um, uh, nice. I came I in that. for the uh, Anthony LaPaglia part, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And um, I read I read horribly. I, I'm certain it was horrible. And uh, and uh, the casting director um, said, uh, uh, "Okay, well, thanks, thank you so much." Uh, and when I walked out, I was so shaken by how badly I did that I walked into the I walked into her wall uh, with the side <laughs> of my with the side of my face, and I knocked down. It, they just started one by one videotapes. This is back when the video. Oh, no. And like 30 videotapes. Like just like it was like, and I turned around and she was just we, like howling. And uh, she said, I'm going to bring you back for something else someday. And then she brought me back for Jerry Maguire, which I was then cast in and then cut, oh, out, shit. cut out of. But uh, but got to be in it, and it ended up. Oh my god! I did not know you were in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, in it, in it, and uh, did a whole night on it, and then I cut out, and uh, um, I got a phone call from uh, uh, you know Cameron Crowe saying uh, we it just didn't work in the Holy scene, shit, but it was not nice. your fault. And um, uh, but I had already given up on acting after that. My, feel, my feelings got too hurt. Straight and I also I was in an episode of Wings, and, I, and somebody said to me, "Go when you tell that story, you did three decent auditions, and you got two of them. What? And you just quit?" 
I mean, some people don't fucking get through auditions. Right, right. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people uh, just don't feel it. Lack of attitude. I find I don't get the thrill from it that you, you know, I've worked with people. Where I, I've written on shows and you watch a sure. guy and you go, and this guy just loves it, man. He loves it. Look at yeah, him. He's yeah, lapping yeah. up those lines every time. It's yeah, different. Yeah, he's yeah. jumping over the fence to get across the room. <laughs> and he's loving it, you know? Yeah. And I never have had that experience. So I, I, I don't, you know, I get so excited when I see you and things. Like I get, yeah, yeah. and I love, I, I love good acting. Like it's one of my favorite things in the world is good acting. I once went into an audition on very short notice. It was like the day before my agent said, it was during pilot season. They're like, we we have a pilot for you to go in and read for. Um, it's a producer session. So they were already way down the line in the auditioning process. So it was like in front of the director, writer, producers. Like it was a full room. And uh, it was like just three pages. And this was only like two years ago. And I was fairly cocky going into it. I've got a thick skin now where I can just go in audition. And if it's shitty, it's shitty. Right. Um, and, uh, so I get the sides and I'm fairly off book on them. And I, I, I go in and there was a phrase that appears at about six or seven times in the three pages. And it's surveillance video, the phrase surveillance video. And I had this down pat, like I knew it backwards and forwards. And I go in there and for some reason I get tongue tied on surveillance video. And it is literally first thing out of my mouth. I walk in and I go, they're like, okay, whenever you're ready. I'm like, Hey, uh, have you guys checked out the surveillance? Sorry. I go, sorry, sorry. And they're like, that's all right. Start again. Hey, have you guys seen the surveillance surveillance? Surveillance, surveillance, and they're like, "It's all right, take it." It's like I'm auditioning for the first time. Oh my god! And I could tell they're like, oh, "Okay, it's okay, calm down." Like they're talking to me like I'm a child now, and like first they're like, "Oh, this poor guy, it's his first audition," and I'm like, oh. "Have you guys seen the surveillance?" <laughs> and they're like, "Just keep going." I'm like, "Okay," and so it's going. A few lines later. I mean, it's right there on the surveillance, surveillance video, <laughs> oh and I just keep barreling through it. I'm I'm having a panic attack right now, just hearing it. I can now, in my peripheral vision, see everybody in the room trying to hold in their laughter. Like I see shoulders shaking, like these people are laughing, but not with me. Like they are like this fucking idiot. La I can see every shoulder in the room just. Every time I say, and it was literally every time I said surveillance video. That's incredible. That's incredible. I walk out of the audition, close the door, couldn't have gotten out of the room. This was over at Paramount. I'm walking to my car. The whole walk to my car, I just kept going, surveillance video, surveillance video. <laughs> Did you guys see the surveillance video? I saw the surveillance. I saw the surveillance video. It's right there in the surveillance video. I I kept saying it over and over again. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's 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 interesting. Was it a comedy? Yeah, it was like a Nickelodeon thing. I don't think it ever got picked up or anything. Oh my god. I would have said, look, we gotta have that guy back if he can repeat that performance. <laughs> surveillance video. The guy can't say surveillance video over and over again. We gotta video. give him the part and have him just keep saying surveillance, surveillance video. video. I've watched look, there are there are there are miles of blooper reels with guys, pros. Yeah. Can't they can't get it. 
they can't get they can't say the word i've seen it and once i think it gets it was, a, i think i saw like a i can't remember who it was maybe it was mila kunis or something i saw someone just recently where they were like they could not get the word they were like I can, why am i not saying the word and then they go we'll just take a minute like that and then she comes back and does it again and i think it just your brain just does this thing where it's if like look, it's winning a war <laughs> if you look on the outtakes reel on guardians of the galaxy 2 uh I played along with a bunch of other guys, this band of like kind of space pirates, you know, were called the Ravagers. And Stallone is, has a cameo in, oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. movie. And he's like, he's a Ravager. And he's like the head of another faction of Ravagers. And he's yelling at Michael Rooker going, you knew this when you signed up to be a Ravager. He kept saying Ravager over and over and over. He could not say Ravager. And there's... There's a whole thing in the outtakes reel where you hear James off off camera going, "It, it Ravager, what did I say? Ravager? <laughs> He's like, okay, you know when you signed up to be a Ravager? Ravager! <laughs> Ravi- what the fuck? Ravager? We'll fix it and put, like, he couldn't get Oh my get God, Ravager. that's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's not easy, man. I, it's not an easy. It's not an easy gig. It's a. There's a lot. There's a lot to it, and there's a lot of hoops to get through to get there, yeah. and then to you know, like yeah, it's yeah. it's hard, man. It's hard. I admire anybody who can do it, and uh, uh, um, I. <laughs> it's um, I, I, I had the I had a job. I got to be and there was the casting used to be right behind where I worked at one one show and I heard people audition all the time and I heard good people audition in a way that made you go have you never even read can you read yeah I wonder yeah how are you I mean people that have won Emmys and sure uh, like come in and reading you go what it's a it just is you know sometimes it, it it it's a fucking hard thing to do you have to someone should do a documentary about auditions and they should like compile tapes of like Really, like, A-list celebrities auditioning. One of the best things I saw was I saw something Chris Pratt did. It might have been the Guardians. It might have been his first Guardians audition. And he's talking about this loud. I mean, there's a thing happening. It's important, but he's not shouting. Whereas I, I usually shout. I Most of it, I do like this. <laughs> Almost always I read like, you're, what are you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. your stand-up is, is very yeah. aggressive. Yeah. So I'm yelling these lines because they want me to be like me. And I'm like, isn't this how I am? No, that's louder than everybody. Just uh, Be less you. And Chris Pratt's just reading this thing like this, but it sounds like what he means. And also, there'll be mics during the... <laughs> Yes, you have a mic on your yeah. on your yeah. chest. We don't yeah. need. To, yeah, know. he gets it. He's got his hands in his face. We can look at too. We got all those other indicators. <laughs> he doesn't have to shout. What he a, can go and have a thing happen with his, you know. What a fucking business we've. Are, are you going to be in? Uh, so is is James going to do? You don't know. He's not definitely not doing three. In fact, it was just announced that he's doing. Uh, a Suicide Squad the, 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 sequel the, the, for DC, so he's gone over the, to the enemy, which is awesome. The best, the best movie you could possibly make. He's picking up the ball from something that was a disaster, yep. and he doesn't have to hit three out of the park. Yep, and they'll be compared, and he's already broken the genre over there. Get in Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, and uh, Warner Brothers was just like, I think they they were salivating when they saw him get fired by Disney and Marvel. They're just like. And that's a great. Hit. And they were like, "We'll let you do whatever oh the fuck my you God. want." He's like, "Just and will he get all the same people? Will it be that same?" Uh, I don't know. Group but of I'm oddballs? sure he can. You know, he's got a fucking amazing track record. He'll. That's his thing, man. A yeah. group of people. 
Yeah. Right? A group of misfits. a group of group of misfits. Oh yeah, dude. Um so your hip's good. My We're hip gonna is wrap good. up. Yeah. You're, you're you're walking great. You look great. Thanks, man. I'm all right. I put on some weight, but uh I'll take it off. You I'll, walk I'll, it off. I'll walk it off. I'm gonna walk it off. I gotta it start off. exercising. Do people say that anymore walking off? That was like a that was an actual prescription when I was a kid. Walk it off. Walk it and off. Also, buff. This will buff right out with a scratch. This will buff comes. right out. Walk it off. Why are you crying? Stop crying. Walk you don't it need off. To be crying. Walk it off. Shake it off. Shake Come it on, out. Shake it off, man. Shake it off, man. My dad says that all the time. Shake it off. Greg, you just lost it. Dice. Just shake it off. Just shake it off. Shake it off, man. It's just monopoly. Shake it off. It's Walk just it cancer. Shake it off, Greg. Shake it off. It's just cancer. <laughs> um, so you have a shitload of stuff to promote. You have a podcast right here on... I have a podcast right here. Um, um, yeah, we haven't had you on there yet. No, anytime yeah, you want. Maybe I, it's I, you. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's great. you with your wife, Amira. With my wife, Amira. And um, uh, and then uh, Lonely Ghost Addict Stay at Home Candy Review Show on Instagram. Uh, I love... Season two starts on Halloween. Greg, and, Greg, Greg reviews candy. Yeah, it's I review candy. I just shout at it. And, how many uh, have you? How many have you done? I've done eight of them already, and they're also on YouTube. If you want to find Halloween's them. coming, have you reviewed candy corns? No, I haven't reviewed candy corn. <sighs> I haven't reviewed candy corn. Uh, do you do you like it or do you not like it? I don't know if I like it or no, not. I no. will eat them because it's sugar, and I'm kind of addicted, like popcorn. But I'm not like I gotta have. You know what I love? Bit of honey. Oh, bit of honey. Okay. One I didn't of my see favorites. that coming. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Here's the interesting thing about candy sometimes. Uh, candy corn, do I like it? And I have four. What about when I have 34? I don't like them. <laughs> well, why are you eating 34? I don't know. Nobody said you had to eat the entire bag of something. Sometimes you eat something and go, one of these is good. Nine is a nightmare. Well, why did you go to the nightmare? Because I need to eat the whole bag. It doesn't say anywhere on the M&M's to eat all of them. There's no instruction to eat or finish it. You know what I fucking love and had only have only recently tried but was well aware of them because of one of your comedy albums tim tams oh it's technically it's not a candy it's a cookie but yeah uh it's a biscuit actually is what they what an they australian an australian biscuit, biscuit cookie whatever you want to call it yeah they've got it there's a there's a tang there's something about them they look they don't look winning. They look like something like, oh, my, my grandma has this. It looks like a 99-cent version of, like, a, a, a Kit Kat. 100%. It's like a fat, yeah, it's like a fat cookie with chocolate on it. You're like, this. how good can this be? And then you have one and you go, oh, oh my God, am I, am I craving? It has a, yeah, they're unreal. I just finished working on a show all summer with an actress who was Australian. and um, What show? Uh, it's called American Princess, uh, created by Genji Cohen and, oh, yeah. and Jamie Denbo. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and um, the lead actress is Australian. Uh, her name is Georgia Flood. Okay. And um, amazing. I think she's going to do a lot of great stuff. Uh, God, the, Austra this. the Australians just come over here and they just kick ass. My first day working was, it was just a scene with the two of us, and I didn't even know she was Australian. That's the thing about until them, Until we were on a break and it slipped her accent slipped, and I was like, holy shit, you're Australian. I think they have a thing where they're like, if you just go with them, be cool, right? Yeah. Just be cool. Just be nice yeah. to everybody. Yeah. And yeah, and because you can do the accents, they yeah. can do it, right? But don't be don't be a dick. Don't be Russell Crowe. Right. Who, who actually is fucking from, you know, New Zealand. He's not. Oh, is that true? He's a New oh, Zealand girl. Yeah, 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 he's Kiwi. So, but, you know, go over there and be cool, and you can have anything you want. And that's, they are, they come over here, the Hemsworth, Robbie, yeah. all of them, they come over here and they're just, I love them. 
But the last, I think it was the last day of shooting, she brought Tim Tams. And I was like, got to try it. Holy shit. I was like fucking scavenging them. I was like... Yeah, 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 and you got to get. I mean, you can, the one there's ones from here, but they're the ones from over there are better. And uh, and uh, yeah, wow, yeah, they're they're oh, they're unreal. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, they have one. I, my whole thing was like they won. They had one that was like cookies and cream. I'm like, it already is a cookie. <laughs> cookies. And How do you put a cookie inside of a cookie? <laughs> yes. And then yet yeah, you go, but they did, and it tastes like there's a cookie inside of the cookie. It's a different cookie inside of a cookie. It's oh, it's oh, insane. So good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. That's really good. So that's Lonely Ghost Addict. Lonely Ghost Addict, Stay at Home Candy Review. Uh, season Stay 2 starts home. on Halloween. Candy Review, it's what I'm it doing. Is it only on your Instagram? It's only on my Instagram. <laughs> I bounce it to YouTube afterwards, but I but it's only on it, it, it's always only on Instagram first. And uh, Which, by the way, it's it's Gregor's. Is, it's Gregor's. I-T-S-G-R-E-G-G-E-R-S. Yeah, is it's Gregor's Instagram. is my Instagram. Yeah. You should definitely follow him. Yeah. Uh, his special, uh, or no, his his album is out today as we're recording. This will probably drop in like two weeks. But Yeah, why are you uh, Why are you in here? It's on Audible, but it'll be wide by the time this comes out. Um, Terrific. Uh, why are you in here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think anything anything else, like there should be anything else. I don't That's think a you, lot. You don't give too many more things. I think that'll be, they won't know where to go. It's enough. If you go to my Instagram, you'll find out about all of it. That's where I do all my business. Well, there you go. And you will be tagged on on this Instagram. So Yeah. Uh, and if you go to my Twitter page, you'll just be upset and uh, disappointed. Well, thanks what, for doing this, dude. It? Dude, I love you. I love you, too. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>